Welcome to the Healing Ninjas Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, Hernan again with another episode of Healing Ninjas. And today I am joined by a fellow bloodhound, John Jay College grad, uh, John Ilowan, uh, who is a friend of mine, uh, someone who I admire very much, and someone who actually at some point took on the leadership of a club that I started at John Jay College. And so I'm just really happy to have him here. And I do want to let people know this is the first recording of 2021. And ultimately, I am also lucky to say that I'm in the same space with John in a recording booth here in Brooklyn. Uh, obviously, we're practicing the six feet apart, y'all. So just know that in the background. But John, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for just being willing to share your story with us. Pleasure to be here. And what a way to kick off the new year. Am I right? Yes, <laughs> it is. Honestly, you know, I, I'm thinking about that, right, as we're kind of coming into this space and, and sort of setting the stage for you to share. 2021 uh, started off very quiet. Um, I don't think in previous years I've ever seen us be this sort of calm as we come into 2021, right? There weren't those fireworks everywhere. There wasn't this loud cheer for the next year. I think we felt a lot of loss in 2020. And so as we're coming into this year, why healing, John? Why is this topic important? What brought you to this space as well? And and just talk to me about some of that. Well, obviously healing is important, you know, to any individual in life. You never want to stay in one place per se and just be comfortable with that for the rest of your life. No, you have to grow out of that. You have to push yourself to do things that, you know, life is going to throw at you. So, um, Healing is important, especially with 2021 coming up, because we have, whether it was on a global, national, state, or personal level, we've all experienced a form of loss yeah. um, in so many ways. So, you know, we got to, healing is important because we have to keep going, you know, we have to, we can't just stay like in 2021. I mean, 2020, this is 2021 we're talking about. This is a new year. Um, yes, we're still dealing with COVID, but that doesn't mean, you know, the healing doesn't stop mm -hmm. back in 2020. It keeps on going. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, I think people acknowledge that, right? That we need to treat 2021 different, that we need to, if we didn't learn something in 2020 and are applying different things to our life in 2021, we kind of lost ourselves in 2020, right? I, that's how I feel, or at least from my own experience, that's how it felt. Um, but when we talk about you, John, on a personal level, what has healing looked like for you maybe even before 2020, right? Before COVID hit, like what has 
healing been in terms of that journey um, in your life? And how can people, I guess, connect to you more realistically, right? Like how has healing been like for John specifically? Well, um, that I'll unload on you. Um, so healing before 2020, you know, I would say a lot of the healing was done very deep within, you know, whole, I mean, I guess it also starts from a very young age, you know, uh, being in a Philippine household. And if, you know, it's, it's similar to a Latinx household in terms of, you know, masculinity and all that. They don't teach you healing from the get-go. They tell you, you know, if you're a, if you're a boy, you know, don't cry, don't show tears, you know, be a man about it. Mm. Um, so a lot of the healing early on in my life was done internally and not if it if i wasn't healing i would just struggle and then i just let time take over and try to do its work but i would say college is a beautiful thing for me it was a beautiful experience for me because i was able to learn various different viewpoints and various ways of healing the one thing i've learned is that healing is not linear you know, we get all this advice from so many different people. We can take that advice, but how we utilize it, that's on us, mm -hmm. you know. And for me, you know, just growing up in the last four years, I would say, you know, healing has drastically changed every single year. Um, my form of healing, me personally, is through writing and doing physical activity. So hitting the weights, running and all that, that's pretty much it and also writing poetry because I just love writing. You better give us a poem before this ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to write you one as soon as this is over. <laughs> I mean, part of what I'm hearing from you is, you know, that, that that deep sense of healing didn't originate with the way we were raised, right? Like when you compared it to a Filipino household being connected to Latinx household as well in terms of the dynamics. If if that is true, then you were also raised with this mindset that every time you feel something, you have to shut it out and kind of keep pushing forward. Absolutely. And part of what I think I'm really interested in hearing from you as a cis man identifying, am I yeah. correct? How is that a struggle that you have to deal with every day, right? Because... I feel like it took me a lot to get to where I am now. Like, I'm very loving to other men. I'm very open. I'm very vulnerable. Do you feel like you're there yet? Like, what has that been like for you? Oh, definitely. Um, I would say probably, like, in the middle. If, I was, if you told me in my sophomore year of high school to say I love you to another guy, I'd probably be like, I take it the wrong way. Mm. But now, you know, I'm not afraid to say I love you to, you know, my literally closest bros from high school like i literally tell them every now and then like you know i love you guys like you guys have been there for me and i say i love you too um not only just them i also say it to my brother to my cousin uh to my dad obviously um mm. not even that the list goes on you know um yeah it's crazy how you know you're just seeing this growth where like you said like this it's just that toxic masculinity that in that in those households you know we just like they just tell you don't do that but obviously it's glad to see that you know standards standards are changing and you know we're able to spread the love mm. 
you know, you talk about toxic masculinity and one of the things that I think people struggle with, particularly men, is in acknowledging when we have actively caused harm, when we have actively been on the wrong side of a conversation. And have you been there? Have you felt that in at some point in your life, toxic masculinity kind of ruled over how you did things? And what's one example of that? Well, um, and this is actually kind of the starting point of when I actually started taking my healing, you know, through physical activity and writing mm. more seriously. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, I was seeing someone truly care for them, but I wasn't being mindful of how they felt. Mm. So, you know, with toxic masculinity, I think mindfulness is not in there. You know, your mindfulness is like zero. Mm. So I didn't mean to hurt them, but my toxic masculinity basically took over said some things that didn't need to be said out into the you know public and all that and it hurt her and she got wind of it and in the end it really hurt me deep down inside because mm -hmm. i really did care for this person and mm -hmm. um that's what really you know put me on you know this healing lifestyle that i'm on every single day um the healing never stops just letting y'all know that right now <laughs> It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And thank you for being kind of honest about that, right? Honest about the fact that at some point you might have said something that caused harm to someone that you cared about. Because that's keeping it real. And that's what healing is about, right? I I think part of what why this podcast even started was giving people an opportunity to be real with themselves, you know? And as you think about that healing now working out or physical exercise or or other things and by the way y'all john is also helping me with my own physical exercise y'all so um kudos to you for that for for just being willing to provide that to me as well as another male of color and and and, and just acknowledging that i need that kind of support from someone else but for you as you've engaged in it you know i've seen your posts i've seen your energy and and part of what you have stated over and over is that at some points you've reached limits and you've kept pushing ahead and and with healing do you also see that sometimes being the same way where you've reached a certain level of healing you're like i'm not done there's something else i could work on absolutely um for those that actually don't know um i grew up watching sports so mm -hmm. basketball particularly um kobe bryant the late kobe bryant mm -hmm. uh he always the Mamba mentality was predicated on the ideal of what can I do to get better. Mm. So it wasn't until recently that I started realizing that, you know, growing up, I'm actually more of a Kobe fan than a LeBron fan because Kobe... Oh, snap. <laughs> the way Kobe attacked, you know, not only his points, but the way he prepared himself to get to that point, you know, it's truly, you know a blessing in disguise to see that work that he put into himself so this goes back to what i said about being in you know a comfort zone and in regards to healing you know yes there were certain points where i'm like yeah i feel good um i this is definitely the best i felt in such a long time but i just you know i i need to i just can't settle with this i have to you know put myself more out there 
mm. to prepare for anything that comes my way. You know, let's say if if I sell in and something very, you know, something very bad happens, God forbid, um, and I'm not prepared for it, then I'm not, then I'm going to be like spiraling down even harder. Mm. So I have to be ready for anything. So that's why when it comes to healing, that's what I'm saying. It's never stopping. You just have to keep going. Mm. Never settle and never be comfortable. Never settle and never be comfortable. There, There is power in the uncomfortableness of healing, right? Um, and I think you just alluded to that. As you, as you continue to do your own work internally or, or even now as you're sharing, you know, I, one of the things that I try to do is, is point out to people that it's not always go, 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 and it's a good day and you're going to figure it out instantly. Have there been moments where it has been tough? And what have some of those moments look like? What are some examples? Because I want people to know that, like, yeah, you, you know, for those of you who can't see John, John is in good health. He is here. He is pumped, ready to go. And is John always here, ready to go and pumped? I mean, you know, as, as you're healing, you know, there are you have some of those days where you're like, man, I am not feeling it today. Um, I would say maybe a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago, the healing there was tough. There was very tough days. I'm telling you, very very tough days. What those what what those days look like? Probably you know me being antisocial to you know probably my friends or coworkers, whether whatever environment I was in, mm-hmm. or perhaps um engaging a little bit too much in alcohol a little bit you know going to the bar having one too many and then you know i would say a very hard day would be probably the darkest day like i would just have very self-destructive thoughts Mm. and just have this all or nothing mentality that's Mm. something that you know those were some of my very tough days and i think we need those days to really figure out what we're really made of mm. in a way and i i want to unpack that a little bit right when you say we need those days why do you think we need those days it kind of goes back to reflecting in a way mm. um for me when i write when i used to write poetry i really write poetry nowadays um but every now and then um if i have a very tough day i always write it out because it's a reflect I always like to say poetry is like literally your reflection in words and you get the you get the thing that you need to get out of your system it's right there on the paper right in front of you mm. um and I would say you know we need those days because how else are we gonna know where we're at and what we need to work on on ourselves mm. so that's why you know we need to have those days mm. You know, I coming into New Year's, um, I pushed my luck a little bit because I my therapist was away and I decided that I was not going to book time with her supervisor who normally takes over when she's not around and told myself I'm going to handle Christmas and New Year's this year on my own. I'm not going to ask for that support. I'm not going to talk to someone about what I'm feeling 
because I normally feel a lot during the holidays. And part of what I did there was I was trying to see if I would still feel as much as I did in previous years, where I felt this anxiety that developed while I was in prison about being alone during the holidays and or not being close to family. And I was close to family, but I felt a lot. And and so that's why I asked a little bit of that, right? Because I'm like, I feel like I, I went through a little bit of uh, emotional roller coaster during Christmas and New Year's. And although might have pushed my luck there trying that out, I showed myself that like, damn, I am in a much better place than I was before. Because I literally took my time to just relax, listen to my body, be with myself, not feel the pressure to have to be around people. So I agree with you 100%. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the growth we love to see. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, I, I, I see that about a lot of different people coming into this year. And as you think about those gloomy days, John, or as you're like processing those out loud with me, when the gloomy day has come and you say some of these activities that you already work on to get you to a better place, what do you now do on a day-to-day -day basis to keep that journey going for yourself? Do you schedule time for stuff? What do you do to keep it going? Um, I mean, I schedule, I do schedule some stuff. Um, if I tell like what? I would say, you know, making time for myself, like going out to do some, run some errands, go do some shopping for myself, or maybe cook. Very therapeutic. Um, I love cooking. I'm sorry, slowly starting to get into loving to cook and all that. I just love it. Um, preparing my own food. It's very rewarding when you eat it. It's like, oh my God. I cooked this. I did this. Yeah, like this is all me. Um, but I mean, yes, I do schedule some things, but for me, I'm a very sporadic person. Mm. So it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. You know, if I tell myself, you know, let's go out and, you know, treat ourselves to some ramen, I'll do it. Or if I tell myself, you know, let's, if it's a rest day and I'm like, oh, let's just go to the gym just to, just to, just cause, you know, mm. that's kind of something that I do. So I'm very, I do schedule some stuff, but I'm also very sporadic about certain things. Hmm. What is one moment that for you, if you could think about your whole journey up until now, that defined for you that healing had begun in your life? That when the healing had begun in my life. Oh, okay. I, I mean, there's, I guess there's like multiple in a way. But I'm just going to hone in on what happened recently, a couple years ago. I had actually seen the person that I was talking about earlier in this uh, session on my 21st birthday. Mm. Lord, it did not go well. Um, let's just say it ended with me being put on blast or text message. And, mm. you know, I just sat back after getting those text messages for like a couple, for at least three days. You know, the semester was already ending. So... You know, I just had to sit back and reflect a little bit. And I told myself, you know what? This summer, I'm already, I already asked my managers, give me more hours. They're going to give it to me. So let's go out and do this. Let's go to the, let's hit the weights. Let's do what we got to do to take care of ourselves. Let's find ourselves and let's not only find ourselves, but go, let's go even further beyond. Let's go see what we're made of. Mm. Um, after that. After the semester was over, I took my last final, and that's when it started. Mm. 
So you kind of just took the initiative and decided to just focus on yourself. Absolutely. And that moment is what defined the change happening. You defined it by starting it yourself. Mm-hmm. I asked that question because part of what has been interesting in all of these conversations that I've had is everybody has a different starting point or either hits a really low point in their lives where that becomes the jump off point or something that someone else said to you is the thing that started it. And there are few also who just take initiative and say, I'm going to take matters into my own hand and I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to heal and I'm going to do this and here's how I'm going to go about it. And you come off as someone who does that, am I right? Some days I definitely need a little pushing, you know, just to get attacks done. But, you know, some days it's going to have to be you because, mm-hmm. you know, what happens when the person that usually starts you off isn't there? Mm-hmm. Who else is going to push you to do it? So you, ha- you have to learn some days that you have to hold yourself accountable, especially when it comes to healing and just being disciplined overall. You have to hold yourself accountable. and. You know, I would also say when you're, you know, some days if I'm thinking about engaging in a negative um, practice that I used to do in my healing, I would, you know, tell myself, no, we're not doing that anymore. You know, we're grown up now. Mm. We're not doing that. What what sparks that for you? What triggers the, nope, we're not doing that anymore? How'd you get to that point? I would say a lot of it had to do with what happened in this past summer, summer 2020. Um, like I said to Hernan, I given Hernan some tools to help out with, you know, his conditioning and working out and all that. Uh, basically throughout the period of quarantine, I had, I lived by a park with mm. trails. No one was there, scouted the whole entire thing one day. And I said, you know what, let's run this. Um, I'm very thankful that the runs I used were guided and they gave me a lot of mental food to work on while I was running. So I wasn't just running just to keep myself in shape. I was running just to keep my mind focused and to learn certain things about myself. Mm. And all that running and all those lessons I learned over those runs, some of those runs would be an hour and a half at most. You just learn how to discipline yourself and you learn and, you know, after every run, I would always try to give myself a little prompt to think about for the rest of the day to get myself ready for, you know, if I was going to have a bad day the following day. Mm, what kind of prompts? I would say, you know, I would Google is a very resourceful um, companion. So I would just, you know, just type up a random prompt generator and then any website and then it would just give me a prompt to think about. I'd be like, okay, cool. Mm. And luckily, um, I have a very close friend of mine. Um, she actually bought me a five-year journal. So basically, 365 days, well, 366 on a leap year, um, every day is basically the same question. But every, there's, it's basically, there's lines that say 2022, 20, and then you have to write in the year. So 2021, 2022. 20, mm, so a five-year journal where I ask the same question every single day and you have to write out basically if it changes over time, your answers. Ah, that's actually, that's actually long-term 
healing work there. You kind of like kind of revisit what you write the previous year and see if you actually change what you write. That's actually an interesting thing. I'd, I'd love to share that resource with people after this in the podcast description because I feel like part of why I'm asking you those questions and I know people probably listen and like, why, what is Hernan trying to get at? Is I, I, I see men, a lot of men around me, my own father included, struggle with that piece around disciplining themselves or, you know, and I think part of what, it's also hard to uh, witness and, and also kind of what makes me sad is that as as men, we struggle with having these conversations around like, how do we do this work for ourselves in ways that work for each of us individually, right? Like for you, it's working out, it's doing physical activities where you push your mind to be conditioned and, and disciplined in a specific way that serves you, that helps you be introspective and that helps you just become a better you. For me, it's therapy, right? Like I do therapy on a weekly basis. If I don't have therapy, as I tested it out before New Year's, I get antsy. I get agitated. Like I need a place to vent. I need a place to talk. I need a place to just do that. Otherwise, I build that in because I still haven't built in the mental capacity to find other venues, which is why I reached out to John Yall and told him I wanted to work out and I wanted to like condition myself physically and I give you kudos for being able to do that. And for other men who are listening to you, John, what are some thoughts that you would have for them? You know, are there hermanos or brothers out there who are listening to this conversation? What would you say to them? How would you invite them into this healing type work? And are there any words of wisdom that you would tell them? Uh, and, and, you know, you, you knowing definitely the kind of conditions that we exist in, in, in patriarchy and toxic masculinity, like what kind of words of wisdom would you share with them specifically? Well, I would say, you know, the first step to anything is acceptance of, you know, what is wrong and what you need to fix. That is the first and foremost thing that you have to do. You have to search deep down yourself and realize like, you know, this is what's wrong with me. You know, what can I do to change myself to become better? You know, I always like to watch this uh, Kendrick Lamar tribute to Kobe Bryant. I actually recommended this to her not. And basically, Kendrick is just constantly saying, better this, better that. Mm -hmm. What can you do to be better, to be not only as a better man, but a better human being? Mm -hmm. You know, um, you don't have to follow, you know, the things that I've been saying in terms of like, you know, doing physical activity. You are your own person. You have the ability to find out what works best for you in terms of healing. It's not linear. It's not a race. It's a marathon. Mm. It's constantly, you know, going forward and realizing that you have to just keep on going. You can't stop and you have to just keep going. Healing is a journey, not a destination. Absolutely. And and I'm super thankful for you saying that. And and for the men who listen to this episode, you know, part of my goal of bringing John and, and hopefully other men out there who listen is I want to hear from more men. I want to hear how we're doing this, how we're healing. And I want to thank you, John, for being willing to just open up a little bit about yourself and, and sharing how you've gone through your own journey. 
Are there other resources or tools that you would recommend that people listen to, look into, or or maybe join that you're familiar with? <laughs> I mean, obviously, this podcast, that's a resource I would um, you... point to people first. <laughs> um, I would say, um, you know, for those that want to engage in physical activity and make it their source of healing, you know, and, you know, if you're having a tough day and you, you know, or you want to get out of bed and you want to work out, but you're feeling kind of sluggish a little bit, I would just say, you know, just watch any Rocky or Creed montage. You will get excited. You will jump out of bed and you will start putting in the work. Um, and I would say, you know, try writing, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write poetry like I do. You can write, po- you can just write journal entries. You can write stories that are self-reflective of you. Because like I said, you know, writing poetry for me I'm able to see who what's bothering me. I'm able to see, you know, the demon in front of me that I can, you know, fight and I can like extinguish. So, writing is always a great friend to have. Mm. And as we sort of wrap out this conversation, I want to ask you: Are there other? words of advice that you have for people in general our listeners right because i asked you for our brothers out there who might listen to this but for people who are coming into 2021 and are just like over it already right like we haven't even started and they're probably already over it what words would you share with people who are like oh healing is not a thing i have on my priority list right now like i got other real shit i gotta deal with finances you know housing issues like you name it what wisdom what words of wisdom would you have for them well first and foremost if you're not healing are you growing because that's a simple that's every that's every that's everything i've been trying to say if you're not healing you're not growing if you want to grow your finances and all the things that hernan said yeah do some form of healing to get yourself into the mind mindset Mm. then everything else will come and it will manifest to you so one more time if you're not healing are you growing Mm. if you're not healing are you growing thank you john that those are really intentional words to end off on and you know i i will be sure to share uh john's instagram his linkedin whatever he wants to share y'all so y'all can connect with him Definitely check out his Instagram because he definitely posts a lot of his really dope pictures. He's a really, really good picture taker, y'all. Um, and definitely want to hear when you know your poems one of these days, bro. I didn't even know that part. So thank you for being a part of the podcast, though. Pleasure to be here. And for everyone that's listening, Attack 2021. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes. Attack 2021. Let's leave 2020 where it is uh, as a year that nobody wants to fully remember and yet we have to because some of us lost a lot of people so as we're beginning this year y'all um please stay tuned and be sure to listen to the next few episodes that are coming up um because there are very powerful conversations coming your way so thank you everyone and thank you john thank you for tuning in be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. 
go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.